0: one two three hey
1: that's the sound of heaven (laughs) the the sound we look forward to every week it's the grow love live podcast weekly content and conversations aimed to inspire and equip you to grow in the gospel love like family live on mission in the everyday stuff of life
0: in one breath whoa Let me catch my breath That was a record Dude Yes That was good How long can you hold your breath underwater, man? That was Not
1: Not long But I was talking to a young adult Last week And he said he can hold his breath For like two and a half Three no. minutes No Dude, not kidding And he's a man of honor and truth i take Yeah, you know, take him at his word Wow, well, I'm good for like a good 30 seconds maybe Yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> it feels oh. like two and a half minutes but it's 30 seconds oh my goodness
1: i w- that's something i wish i could do i could just hold my breath for a really really long time Because when you're out surfing that's kind of one of the biggest things you're winded oh, yeah. you know you're you're trying to get you're paddling out big waves you're trying to you try to catch your breath in between waves and then you're submerged for a bit and i just start to freak out and it's only
0: been oh, yeah. three and a half seconds <laughs> i always see those guys like in videos i'd never do it myself like surf mavericks or something you know Mm -hmm. know, huge yeah you're just like you're holding your breath for a minute because you just got pummeled you don't know where up is you know like so scary it's insane yeah Yeah. just to be
1: (gasps) yeah i get stressed out just watching some of those videos um the uh the documentary called 100 foot wave oh that thing's gnarly it's just watching that uh, it stresses me out and gives me anxiety, but then it's also something really addicting about yeah, it. <laughs>
0: yeah. I would never do it, but it's fun to watch. <laughs> oh, man.
1: Well, what's up, podcast listeners? Um, we're so grateful to be back here together, Dom. Good to, good to see you, man. Happy Dude.
0: belated Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy post Thanksgiving. Do we have apologies to make? I think you do, which is kind of fun. <laughs> I had to apologize for forgetting my anniversary, you know, or saying the wrong date. So and getting one. getting Asian countries mixed up, yeah, and getting yeah.
1: Oh wow, so, we're not going to let that one go.
0: No, so I feel like Matt, do you want to? <laughs> what's on your mind?
1: Well, you know, last week's episode was authentic. <laughs> um, you know, Dom. Sometimes when I'm talking with you here in studio, it's just like you're such a safe person to be around and to be with. The technology in front of my face, it disappears, and all I see is just our our, our heart-to-heart conversation our happening. Beards, and our beards collide. Our beards collide, mm. figuratively. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I just, you know, it's so easy to pour my heart out to you, and then I sometimes I just forget that, oh, this is being recorded. And, and your family listens. And there are family members who listen. Mm. And so I just wanted to say from the outset of this episode, family members who listened to last week's episode, I am... Deeply, deep, deeply sorry for saying what I think. Uh, uh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no. Uh, you know, I said some some things last week that actually came up around the Thanksgiving table this past uh, um, week. Uh, my brother-in-law listens to the show, and we had some ha-has about it because you know there was the turkey casserole that we talked about in the last week's episode, and. This you know over Thanksgiving, which we had on Saturday, uh, on Saturday's Thanksgiving, there was not even a turkey casserole, and I thought I was, someone was proving a point to me. Wow, taking away my you casserole, in, influence. Yeah, your,
0: such a culture. That's shit. a
1: good way to look at it too. Yeah, yeah. I, I made you know I'm making changes. I'm I am being the change that I want to see in our family. Mm. <laughs>
0: Stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good, but it, uh, but uh, there was also someone who came up on Sunday and kindly told me that they didn't appreciate last week's episode either because it sounded like we weren't really uh, making much of the traditions. We're kind of, Mm. you know, kind of shooting them down and stuff. And I get that too. I'm like, dude, I like the traditions and I was having a vulnerable moment with you and I just got to throw that out there. And I'm just thankful that I have a place to grow, love and live um, authentically, Mm. you know, just,
0: Mm. (laughs) but it's going to come with consequences, I guess.
1: So sorry, Robin. Um, I love the turkey. You, yeah, turkey took the took the gold this year.
0: Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, no casseroles in at all.
1: No. Uh. Well, I don't know. No, there wasn't. But dude, this was a very different Thanksgiving. This is something I noticed too. That there's been an explosion of kids in the family. Hmm. And so we all gathered together. Just you know, it felt normal. But then it was just this added layer of chaos and kids. And there was a perpetual smell of a stinky diaper, Ugh. you know, the entire time, just, but just part of life. Yeah. And uh, it was just kind of interesting to, th- to see our family move into this new realm, this new season of all, all these young, young kids and trying to, uh, you know, have conversations with the other adults in the midst of all that. It's just not really possible yeah. as much as it was, you know, a few years ago. And it's also this really cool thing, like to see all this new life. Running around and throwing up all over the ground. There were lots of spills. Archie threw up on the partially on the carpet, partially on the floor. <laughs> it
0: was a mess. But uh, yeah, Thanksgiving I- does that to adults too. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. How was yours? Good. We had two. We had one on Thursday and one on Saturday. So mm. yeah, it was a full weekend. Yeah, a full weekend of family. Is that draining for you? Uh, normally it's not, but yeah, it was a little drain. I think everybody. So I'm the extrovert of the family. Okay. But recharge introvertedly now as I've gotten older. Oh, dear, And yeah. I have three. Transitioning. Inter- yeah. And I have three. <laughs> so, yes. I have three introverts in our house that like, I see it in A- like Asher will just like literally like, Go walk upstairs And I'll be like Where where does that He's like Homer Simpson (laughs) He's just in the the bushes bushes. He's like yeah exactly (laughs) Yeah he's just walking back slowly He does that Just going up the stairs And then he's just like In his room drawing (laughs) You know he's like Nice I need to be away from people For a minute So it was people weekend full. Yeah Um, And yeah we had A lot of laughter A lot of good food We had football Not to rub it in Uh, Okay Okay so we're getting real Tom, uh, tell me, how how was it? Uh, As a guy who doesn't care about sports at all. Come uh, on. Yeah, we watched the Bills and the Saints, so the Hermans were happy. Go, Bills. I have no skin in the game on either of those. Yeah. but uh yeah and i was there for the bonfire outside you know so nice nice. so that was sweet and then uh time with yeah my side you know dealing with the losses that we've talked about on an early episode um yeah it was bittersweet but mostly sweet you know Mm. the recognition of like obviously something's shifted and changed like how you mentioned Mm -hmm. our shift was just different um you know so we have a bunch of teenagers around and they're all kind of that's weird. For those who have teenagers, like they're a different category mm. uh in the home. But ours still like enjoy being with us mostly. Yeah. So we had fun and uh for the Mexicans listening or just anybody who's played this, we played Lotería, which is Ooh, what's that? it's like the Mexican bingo. <laughs> you know, so all the words are in Spanish and there's characters and el borracho or whatever. Oh. Like, And then you, somebody calls a card and you're like, oh, I got, yeah, I got that. <laughs> and we have these uncooked beans that we put on top of them. So, mm. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, like, prizes or what do we play? my here? mom gave prizes. We've never played games with prizes, but the last two times we've played as a family, I think this is her way of, like, trying to be like, all right, let's engage the kids. It's been a hard season. Like, yeah. So she pops out like twenty dollar gift cards to stuff.
1: Dude, there you go,
0: retail therapy. I know. It's like, come on, mom, we'll take it. <laughs> 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 no one, no one denied the card when they won. You know, like, so that's funny. so it was fun to watch <laughs> teenagers like, you know, have some skin in the game with that. Like they're like, dude, I'm I'm yelling lotería right now. Like <laughs> I'm getting that twenty dollar gift card to Starbucks. So dude, yeah, it was this fun. Is good, lots to be thankful for. Yeah. There was zero casseroles, which I was always thankful for. Wow. I don't think I've I've only had a casserole a few times in my life. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. That wasn't a thing growing up. Interesting. Yeah. Oh,
1: bro. I'm very thankful for (laughs) (laughs) it. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know where casseroles stem from, but I guess it's not really a Mexican thing. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, shoot. Casseroles. (laughs) Casseroles. <laughs> Speaking of casseroles, we get to. Just we the get, word casserole. I don't even know. Uh, anyways, I don't want to get in trouble any
0: more than. I'm, no, I, I no, 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 no. <laughs> For anybody listening, Matt likes casseroles on his birthday. <laughs> so, oh, so well, we get to say goodbye to Thanksgiving, and do, we, do we officially get to say. Dude,
1: happy Advent. Ad, happy Advent. It's so we're recording this. It's the last day of November. Yep. Tomorrow's December. I mean I Advent already started this past Sunday, right? Yep. But uh, yeah, let's talk about that. What the heck is Advent? Advent. Advent. Okay. What Dom, what is it that you I mean, what when you think of Advent, what comes to mind? You know, what, what help people understand a simple what's a simple
0: understanding of Advent? What does it mean? The advent of advent came mm. a long time ago. Um, well, one, I would say we never, I don't remember celebrating advent as a kid, but like, I don't, but I do remember seeing like advent calendars, like with chocolate and stuff like that as a kid. And so the basic way that I was, I understood it, at least when I was first introduced to it, it was just the the period of time leading up to the birth of Christ, like the month leading up to his birth. Yeah. Just celebrating, commemorating that, mm-hmm. the fulfillment of all the prophecies that he completed, you know, um, yeah, and, and that was it. So I love what it, one theologian calls it, the already, but not yet. So it's just um, time of like now, now at the site of the birth, death, resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. It's the already, not yet. We're, we're celebrating. Yeah. So doesn't Advent mean arrival?
1: Mm-hmm. Like okay, so yeah, it's the arrival. We're celebrating and looking back to the arrival of the Messiah, of the Messiah. So, God it coming down in the person of Jesus Christ, His first advent uh, taking place, and then mm-hmm. so then that's what's kind of cool about this season of, you know, in many ways the the, the Christian Church. I mean, for so so for centuries mm-hmm. has really turned up the dial in this season of you know looking back towards that that first coming and looking ahead in the future, like with anticipation Mm -hmm. towards the second coming. I mean, that's really what we do as Christians anyways, right? We're always there. There's always a looking back to what, what happened, God coming down as our rescuer and that Jesus came and he did what he did. It is finished. And then there's this looking forward to what is to come and that kind of the culmination of it
0: all. Mm
1: Uh, Did you celebrate Advent as a kid growing up? Do you remember that? I remember celebrating Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. Honestly, I don't remember the, the term Advent being a part of the
0: vernacular growing yeah. up in yeah. the church. Yeah, was that was that for you? No, same thing. I mean, I don't. I don't remember any of. I don't. I don't think I saw my first like Advent candle lighting or something like that in a church. Like, and I still was like, mm-hmm. r- we're lighting a peace candle right now. Like, what's what's going on? Like, peace man yeah peace and the <laughs> love and joy and hope can't like I don't get it um, so I don't really I, I don't think I saw that until I want to say into my 20s like maybe
1: yeah me too It's it was very it was, yeah much later on in life
0: yeah like I was in ministry and I think the church that I worked at at the time was like when Christmas came it's like well who we need advent readers and I was like a what <laughs>
1: Dude, full disclosure: the first time I heard Advent was when Advent
0: conspiracy theory. Uh, <laughs> conspiracy theory. <laughs> Consume less. That's a conspiracy theory. Sorry, Advent. Advent conspiracy. <laughs> Dude, you know where what Santa- are you what are you
1: listening to these days? You right? know who's colluding with Santa right now?
0: <laughs>
1: no, Advent conspiracy. Yes, this was back probably 15 years ago.
0: Yeah, that's, something like that. Yeah,
1: that's like what popularized it for me. I think. Okay. I I might have heard about Advent as a thing, and it's a you know term used around Christmas. But then a thing that's what made it popular, and I am might even go into the time take the time on this episode to talk about Advent Conspiracy. If you want to know more about it, look it up.
0: Look at that conspiracy theory.
1: <laughs> no, it's cool. but it uh, is good. So Advent, uh, but it's a season of anticipation of, yeah. and really it's building anticipation
0: for the coming of of Christ that we celebrate on Christmas. Yeah, I mean, I've come to really like it, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, again, going from like, why wasn't this a thing? Before, or maybe it was, and I just wasn't aware and not. I think being it was, but to. we just weren't calling it Advent. It was I I don't know. I like. I, okay. Or it could have just been like where we, the church that we grew up didn't like. Some churches don't make much of that yeah. season. Like Christmas is a big the thing. Christmas Eve. So I have a.
1: Yeah, I have a, a uh, an Advent calendar that's based on the show Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Really? And it, yeah there's every day of december and then you open up a little a little sleeve and has like a little tr- trinket from the show a little smelly cat or yeah. something <laughs> <laughs> and growing up i remember having a there was a felt board uh, mm. uh what was this what was this called the like the flannel graph flannel graph yeah felt flannel graph mm-hmm. board of uh mary and joseph a little flannel graph character and it's like these little blocks that are going from one to, to uh, 25. Sick. And they're just like on this donkey traveling in these blocks, <laughs> you know, and we would. Like your mom made that? I think she made it. Wow. Yeah. Way and to go, then, mom. And then the idea was like, who's going to be the first kid up in the morning who can move Mary and Joseph forward? Ooh. Dude. And so it was like this thing in our house. But that to me was the anticipation of mm-hmm. Christmas was seeing Mary and Joseph mm-hmm. travel closer and closer to Bethlehem
0: and they were going to arrive there on the 25th.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. So that was Advent in
0: the Carlson house growing up. Yeah, man, we had nothing (laughs) since then we've, we do with, as a family, we celebrate Advent. Like Tara will make a, she makes like a scene, like a a village scene and each like mountain or tree has like a piece of scripture and then that's cool chocolate or a little toy for the kids or something like that. Mm -hmm. But again, I've, I've, as an adult, I've come to love it. The, The waiting of the arrival, like we know the story right at this point, but like telling each other the story and the good news of like God, God becoming flesh and, you know, and knowing that he's born to die and like, and yeah, this is really sweet to go. What, what are ways to do that as a family? I wonder, there's so many like options now. It's like, I mean, the scripture that we read is like one verse. Okay. It's like doable with young kids to like sit there and read, Mm -hmm. you know? On Christmas I tend I before we open any presents, I like read the narrative yeah. of scripture. So like we've been hearing it and anticipating it and my kids like put up with it. <laughs> you know, they're like, Can we open the toys already? or whatever. <laughs> but um but I, I like practicing just that little little devotional thing every day. There's mm. so many Bible app reading plans that you could do and download. But it's just a little piece of scripture like preparing my heart like dude. P- for the, the arrival. You know,
1: it's really cool. Yes. Uh, the arrival and preparing our hearts. The, the thing that's so cool is that we were created to anticipate, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, how many times do we look forward to what's coming? So, I mean, I'm thinking about right now, what are the what things that you're looking forward to? I mean, I just saw that this morning, another trailer for the book of Bobo Fett. <laughs> 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 like that looks amazing. You know, and it's, you know, in years past, um, there's always been that movie that comes out at Christmas time. Something that you're looking.
0: Spider-Man is the one my kids are looking forward to this. There's another Spider-Man coming out? New Spider-Man. Okay. Wow.
1: But dude, yeah, it's it's the next movie, the next thing. There's this built-in anticipation. So there's something about that that's kind of cool. Like God created us to anticipate and to look forward to things and to long for them and to see them coming. And to like, dude, to have it on the horizon, Mm -hmm. it's coming it's like just part of who we are. So this whole Christmas season, it really just kind of taps into that. And and so as a family, Mm -hmm. you guys are able to, and you guys are building into it. Like here's, here's little nuggets of scripture. Here's things that we're going to do each day Mm -hmm. as a way of looking ahead and to build that anticipation to kind of even
0: live in that tension of longing. Sure. Yeah. And just so parents like feel okay with that, like, we miss days. <laughs> like there's, <laughs> there's times where we're rushing out of the house and we miss it. But I, I think our, our hope is like to try so, to instill. There's been years that we do way better than others, and, mm-hmm. you know, especially as the kids are little. It's like, you wonder like how much are they paying attention to this right now? Or are they just like, can you read that and pray so I can get my chocolate yeah. please? But you're just taking small steps. Like again, for my own heart to be like, okay, like Christmas, like Christmas for me coming from family of origin stuff, like wasn't my favorite holiday still isn't like necessarily my favorite. And I think what Advent and celebrating that has done, at least for my heart is like the preparation part of like, Mm. Oh no, like there's good in it. What I don't like about it is not actually what Advent is about at all. Mm. Like I don't like the consumeristic nature and I don't like the family dramas and like all those things. I like, I like, what the truth behind that is and then bringing that into those moments, bringing those into areas where we're prone to consume and have family, family Mm. stuff. Like there's good news to bring into those moments. Like that's what I love about.
1: Mm. That's good. So this episode, um, we're just kicking off some conversation around Advent. We want to make our way kind of week by week up to Christmas and just, and I'll offer some some little nuggets to think about and stuff. As you enter into the Advent season, Dom, what are the particular you know, truths about Christmas that resonate deeply deeply with you? Where Where are you at right now, kind of in
0: your headspace? Early, the kind of as Advent is being kicked off. I I think in the thing that struck me maybe the last couple of years, and I'm thinking about it now a bit is. More of, like, the waiting piece. Like, mm. uh, we're, we're such a culture that once things quick, you know, like, there's a great comedian that talks about, um, it talks about, like, Tom Petty. and, <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> not the joke, knowing where he's not from. Not knowing where he's from, and you just <laughs> never knew until you ran into somebody wearing a t-shirt in another country before Google existed. Yeah. Before. And now we can just pull up our phones and figure it out. You know, like (laughs) it's that kind of thing. I mean, you had generation after generation telling one another, Hey, like talk Mm -hmm. about expectancy and anticipation. Someday this guy, this, this one, this Messiah that we're waiting for is going to come and rule and reign. And he's going to sit on this throne and this is what his kingdom's going to be like. It's going to be, one established in peace and they'll call him everlasting, you know, just like all these things are telling, don't, don't forget the story. Don't forget he's not here, but someday he's coming. Mm -hmm. And just the waiting of that, like literally generations die off. Like people are dying off, still telling each other that story. Mm -hmm. And so I think I've tried to like experientially anticipate that, like, like real anticipation It's like, dude, is my food going to take five more minutes? Like, this is taking a long time. You know? Like, I'm having a bad day at a restaurant if my food doesn't come out in a timely fashion. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Like, he didn't come and (laughs) fill my drink up. Or, gosh, I ordered that thing on Prime, and it said it was going to be here tonight, but now it's going to be here tomorrow. Oh. Uh, 24 hours? Like, what a joke, you know? (laughs) So, I I think, for me personally, I've lost the or I'm losing, but trying to stay connected to the idea of waiting for something mm. like in the waiting room, there's good in the waiting room. Yeah. And, and so that part, at least right now in the early Advent season is just what is and what would it like, what would that be, have been like mm. to just be anticipating and reminding each other of this good news and not letting that moment pass by. Like, like we want to get to the birth, but there was something good in the waiting in the, the waiting period and the anticipation building. Like yeah. the crescendo hadn't hit yet. Like it's so, like all the setup coming.
1: Yeah. So you're kind of putting yourself back into the story to experience the tension and the waiting, the longing of what is to come.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and because, and then, you know, the real part is like the not yet is like, Oh, if I put my place in if I put my mind in a state of anticipation, like what if he comes right now? Mm. Like, what, what would that be like? Am I like excited? Like, or am I like, oh man, I got a few more things before we go. (laughs) Like, you know, just this sort of the sense of preparing my heart for that. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, trying to stay connected to the past and go like, what must that have been like? And then the future of what will it be like? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. How about you? I think for me, man, early in Advent,
1: Some of the stuff I've just been reflecting on lately has just been the, you know, every year at Christmas time, it produces and evokes different things in our lives, different, um, you know, frustrations and fears and our problems, our pain, like stuff tends to come out at Christmas and to think through like, man, this world, there's something about it. I mean, we just know innately this world is broken this world is not as it should be it 's not it 's not what it was meant to be we We experience that daily mm-hmm. and this this season of advent and Christmas specifically bringing up a lot of that stuff, even just the our conversation before about thanksgiving and you know i 'm so thankful for the family that i 'm in and a part of. But it also comes with, you know, there there are things that happen, like, or with the family dynamics around the holiday season. Uh, and a lot of it, it just sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much good in it, but there's also this other stuff that just happens, to, it just comes out um, in the holiday season. And Christmas kind of brings those things to the surface. And so instead of it just being, oh, this sucks, and, like, family, we're dysfunctional, or this or that, it, to look at it and be like, man, all of – all of the things that are coming out, this is why Jesus came. Hmm. You know, I said this on Sunday, and this is something that um, I've had, you know, different authors and people have been help, helping me to to see, but just how Christmas was necessary, that Christmas reveals why Christmas was necessary in the yeah. first place. Yeah. It reveals why we needed Christmas. We needed Jesus to come. We needed rescue. And so it has given me a really perspective and these lenses by which to view the life going on around me and the, the circumstances and situations with people and family and things, all of that stuff to kind of look at it as like, it's okay. Like there, there's a rescuer who came into this mess, Mm. came into this chaos and uh, there's hope and hope is a person. Peace is a person and he's here with us. And so, yeah, that's, so it's a little bit of a perspective change and just as things begin to ramp up, you know, with the holiday season, it's just for me good to be reminded of, okay, like, no, 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 we live in a Genesis three world mm-hmm. and that's exactly why Christmas was, was necessary. So that's one of the things that comes to mind. That I've been reflecting on recently.
0: That's great. Thanks, Tom. Dude, that'll preach, man. You should probably <laughs> preach on that sometimes. <laughs> Dude. No, the need for rescue. I, I think again, like. I think that's one of the interesting pieces in the waiting room. Like I feel in life right now, like I'm in the waiting room as well, you know, just with everything. It's like, okay. And there's good in the waiting room. Mm. I don't always see that, but I'm trying to learn that more. Like God uses that waiting room. Like the anticipation and buildup even was like, we need rescue from this. (laughs) Like we're sitting in here. We're longing. Like it's not working. Like the ground that we're toiling is still like, you know, it's thorns, and it's thorns and thistles all day long, and man, fatigue is—we're past fatigue at this point. Where you know, mm-hmm. we've mustered, we've tried our own tools and tactics, and it's not working. Like there has there's, so we're holding out to the hope that there's something more. Yeah, like, that there is going to be rescue. Like who doesn't want peace and hope? <laughs> like I've never met a person who doesn't want those things. Yeah, you know, what yeah. we what we look to and uh, to. Uh, get those things uh, we vary on, and yeah, arguable if it actually brings true <laughs> hope and peace, right
1: yeah, it, it might scratch the itch for a little bit, you know, and but just leaves you hanging if it 's anything smaller than Jesus, and what Jesus provides is going to end up leaving us empty, yeah,
0: and so the idea of just that that subtle language, but it 's so good, I think what you said and it 's good for us to even correct in our minds of the person of peace and Mm -hmm. like the person of hope, like it's found in a person, not in, it's not, you didn't say like the religion of Christianity or, you know, of faithful obedience to like, you know, things, it's just, it's found in this person. Um, and so he can be known and he knows you and relationship can develop. And over time you find out how much hope there is, you know? So Mm. I love that.
1: That's good. That's good. I love. Maybe we'll close with this. I just love Galatians four, four through five. Uh, but when the time set, the set was well, sorry. When the set time had fully come, mm. God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. There's a lot that could be said <laughs> about that verse.
0: <laughs> that but
1: we'll just leave right there. No, <laughs> but I just love that. God's timing is perfect. And that he sent his son when when I mean, you can look back like and think through how was this the perfect time? You know, how was the the set time how how had the set time fully come and some a lot, of, a lot of like interesting ideas about what that can mean. But I just love that God's timing is perfect. He shows up at the right time and in your life and in mine, he's right on time and so are you. Mhm. And Christmas is the reminder that that
0: God always does things right on time. So. It's great. Final thoughts? No, I think that's a great place to end on that. For sure, generation after generation was going, well, certainly he's coming now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we feel that now on the not yet piece, right? Is he coming now? Yeah. Seems like. Seems like it would be the perfect time right now. Come Lord Jesus. Yeah. But until then. (laughs) We're eagerly anticipating. Yeah.
1: Life in the waiting room. It's an opportunity right now just to, to trust and depend and live in faith Yep. in the midst of everything. So, all right, listeners, we hope this gives you something to think about, something encouraging and what a cool season to be in as we anticipate eagerly, eagerly anticipate what is, what Christmas uh, delivers and what it announces. Good news has arrived. You, my friends are loved and are right on time.